Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. No one likes being bored. In fact, as a culture today, we do a pretty good job at avoiding boredom. We have our phones available around the clock to use as a tool to avoid being bored or being in an awkward situation. But I've heard some people say, but I don't like going to mass because it's boring. And while we do pray the same prayers as Catholics every time we go to Mass, the Mass is also a moment where Christ is present in the Eucharist. So if you're looking for ways to grow in your love of the liturgy as a Catholic, this podcast episode is for you. Today we'll be talking about what to do if you find Mass boring, tools to help delve deeper into the beauty of Catholicism, and how we're called to love as Catholics. Welcoming to the podcast, Cassie Manning, who is a molecular biologist, but we're going to be discussing um, something that her and her friend Christy Peters have created, the Every Sacred Sunday Journal. So I'm really excited just to have a conversation with Cassie. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Chloe. No problem. Thanks for making the time tonight and for fighting all the the technological issues and and getting past them. My goodness, you have so much patience with me. (laughs) I appreciate it. No, no worries. Skype can be awful sometimes. So this is, I'm glad we got to chat. This is beautiful. So just to start off, to dive right into it, can you tell us your story as a Catholic woman? And then can you also talk about your friendship um, with Christy as well? Yes, I'd be glad to. So um, a little bit about me. I grew up in Idaho in a family with three siblings. We spent a lot of time outside, and uh, I grew up Catholic, so uh, my faith very much uh, was, you know, kind of inherited from my parents, mm-hmm. and it was something that just was part of the family, and it was probably more in college uh, that I started becoming kind of more involved in some different faith groups. Um, and that's actually in college is where Christy comes into the story. So we were actually roommates when her and I came back from separate study abroad semesters. Okay. And so that's how we kind of got matched up to be roommates for six months together when we both came back from study abroad. And uh, we just really kind of hit it off uh, as being able to talk to each other and have those conversations that are more uh, a little bit deeper than just the, hey, how's it going and right. what's going on this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, so we met in college in San Antonio. And since then, Christy and I actually both ended up in Houston. So I ended up here to get my PhD in molecular biology. And because my, uh, well, my husband, my fiance then was in medical school here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And then Christy ended up in Houston as a teacher. So it was wonderful that we were able to kind of continue our friendship here in Houston. Oh, that's so neat. And to be able to like keep that path even after college. Yes, exactly. It's kind of that hard time after college where all of a sudden you don't realize what you took for granted of having all your friends living in walking distance of you. Right, right. (laughs) And that's just gone. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a job and or, you know, or grad school, whatever Mm it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, that it was nice to have that continuity of, of some friendships. Right. I remember like when we, Joseph and I, my husband graduated from college, it was like freshman year all over again. Like it was a new city and new people and just discerning new friendships. And yeah, and having one or two close friends who happened to be in Kansas City made such a big difference. And so, yeah, that's so beautiful to have that connection there, especially for a friendship to continue to like dig deeper and mature and, and grow grow together too, for sure. Exactly. I love it. So last year, you guys released um, the Every Sacred Sunday Mass Journal. And I, oh, I love it. I, 
my Joseph and I had found out about it when it was back on Kickstarter and we're like, this sounds really beautiful. And so so sweet. (laughs) We got two copies and oh my gosh, they're amazing. Like just how much it makes us more involved in the mass and how much it's a preparation tool. Like we read the readings on Friday together. Well, ideally, most of the times we read them Sunday morning together before church because (laughs) time gets away from us. But just to be able to have something like it's ours and you, you can write in it. But for people who haven't gotten a chance to look at what every sacred Sunday is, can you explain like the purpose of the journal and then all the what's included and what makes every Sunday, every sacred Sunday different from like other mass journals that are out there? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So every Sacred Sunday, um, basically it's a hardcover journal and it contains the full mass readings. So like you said, um, I had kind of always aspired to read the readings before mass, Mm -hmm. but to be perfectly honest, I didn't because I would either, uh, it felt like a lot of work to look them up. I know it sounds awful, or I would try to look them up online and I would get distracted because I'm easily distracted by technology. And so I, Christy and I had talked about this idea of having all the readings in one place. So you could just read through the readings and then also kind of mixing that with a journal. Mm-hmm. So not only having the space for the readings, but having space to uh, maybe journal, write down your favorite verse. Uh, and so that's what we put together in every Sacred Sunday. So it kind of goes through the year liturgically by date for every Sunday Mm -hmm. and has the full mass readings. And then it has a space to write your favorite verse of that week Mm -hmm. and space to uh, write down like a prayer of Thanksgiving and also like something that's weighing on you. So a prayer that you can maybe offer up at the altar at mass. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's space to take notes. So this was from uh, Christy and I had both been talking about how taking notes during the homily was really kind of helping us about, I'd say it was like a year and a half ago, we first started talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted there to be space that if something really kind of touches you during the homily, you can actually make a little note and then go back to that later and, and meditate on it more and and let it not just be in one year and out the other, but right. actually kind of change the way that you, you go through the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final section of the journal has a little journal section each week for go forth where you can based on, you know, the readings and the homily, kind of make a commitment that week of what you might want to do. Say it's, you know, I want to go to confession on Thursday or um, I want to make sure to do XYZ devotional or this podcast, whatever it is that you feel can kind of spiritually help you that week to make the commitment and write it down. Mm -hmm. And so, but what was important to us was that it wasn't just a book, but that it also was really, really like beautiful. Yes. And so that was something that we talked about a lot, that it's like the mass is so beautiful and there's so much tradition and this like, it's like very reverential that we didn't just want a like spiral bound, uh, soft cover kind of throwaway type journal. We wanted something that was almost like a keepsake quality. Like you could display it on a shelf and it would look really nice and you could have it in the pew at church and it would look like it fit Mm -hmm. that it was um kind of just like reflecting the the weightiness of the fact that like this is mass and it's important yeah yeah and so that's why then we also included so christy's a watercolor artist and she's just amazing so we then included her watercolor art for each liturgical season because we wanted to kind of bring in this element of both like scripture and 
art to kind of pull in this fact that like the mass is beautiful and how can we highlight that in the best way right yeah and that's and yeah those the two things that i love the most about this journal are yeah the watercolors and how beautiful they are and how much they draw you into the season and just place your heart in that part of a reflection where it's like oh it gives you something tangible to look at and like I'm a visual learner, and so it's easy to, to like place myself into that after seeing something and reminding me of like this is the season that we're celebrating, um, and that's really beautiful. But I love the go forth section because I think so easy it, for me. It's so easy to just be like Sunday is mass, and that's an hour, and and then to go about my week and kind of forget about it, and then the next Sunday it's here, and that's another hour. But just to have something that gives you a trajectory of like okay, like you said, like to. Wednesday's confession and I'm committing to that and I'm going to see this next week and I'm going to be reminded like did I go mm-hmm. did I not and, like it's, it holds me accountable <laughs> exactly well and I, I love to hear that you say you like that section because Christy and I we spent we really spent a lot of time because we wanted to decide like you know what should be these journaling sections and we even at one point were thinking you know should it just be a blank page mm-hmm. and like Christy she's a really big journaler so she's like oh a blank page you know we can write a lot for me, I get almost intimidated by a blank page. Right. I don't know what to put down. And so that's how her and I, like back and forth in conversation, we were able to like pull out what pieces uh, we thought should be in that journaling like template. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really excited this year that we can start to get feedback from people on yeah. like, you know, what do they think about the template and what parts are they using? What parts should we tweak a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, those mm-hmm. are all the things we're excited about for like the next year to, you know, tweak and take people's input. I love it. Has it been neat for you guys on like the social media side? Like I follow you guys on Instagram and, and all the social media to see people interacting with using it. Has it like been kind of surreal to see this, you know, this was an idea and now people are using it and taking it to mass. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for so long, this was this like little kind of like vulnerable idea mm-hmm. that Christy and I had that um, felt almost scary to tell people like, oh yeah, we're working on this project after work and Mm -hmm. there's, you know, in our evenings and on the weekends and it just kind of lived on our computer and, you know, as a PDF and it lived in Christie's art workbook that we would meet in coffee shops and she would, you know, show me her art all excitedly and then I would show her the not so exciting, like (laughs) typesetting that I was doing. (laughs) And it really just was, uh, it felt so freeing to be able to open it up all of a sudden and that people just have embraced it and to see the pictures people post and the way that different people and it's that people use it differently, whether they're, you know, using it during the week or they use it as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people have said, you know, they're using it like mother and daughter together. Mm -hmm. It, it really just has touched Christy and I truly like that's for us is like the reason that we've we wanted to do this. I love it. I love it. And I love how like social media can be used for such a blessing to be able to open up and like see those reactions and see those interactions too. Right. It's all these things we, you wouldn't have been able to see. And now we get this like really positive view into other people's lives. And I think it, it's also such a testament to how people are really excited about their faith mm-hmm. and to see other people excited about their faith makes me excited about my faith, you right. know? So it's, right. it's really exciting. Oh, I love it. I love it. So then, so you talked about how for a while, like every sacred Sunday was a PDF and it was like an idea uh, and like the vulnerability of that. So what was the move that made it go from, come from like an idea to reality? And like, how, what did that process look like for you guys? 
Um, so we always knew that we were going to need some kind of like crowdfunding in order mm-hmm. to print the book. Um, you know, cause Christy's a teacher. I had just graduated or I was still in the process of writing my thesis for my PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we weren't able to just go print a bunch of books. What? Um, and so I, I mean, I still remember when we were sitting at this, uh, Whole Foods coffee shop and we had talked about the book. We had said, wow, wouldn't this be amazing? And this is what it could look like. And we'd started sketching it out and, we had a friend who had done a Kickstarter and Mm -hmm. we just kind of said, what if like, what if we just put it out there? You know, like, what do we have to lose? Mm -hmm. And there were times when either of us was like nervous about it, Mm -hmm. but having both of us there, it was like the other person could say, Hey, you need to go just like go to adoration or go take a night off. Like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever we were getting nervous and by having each other like that, we were able to kind of get over that fear of like putting yourself out there for failure. You know, like what if we put this on Kickstarter and nothing happens? Right. And um, I think we've had this realization that like, even if nothing had happened, even if we had put it on Kickstarter and just like our parents had bought it, Mm -hmm. that we were glad we had done it. Like we had really grown through the whole process. We'd learned a lot about ourselves. And I think just that I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but it's just that like the whole process of it was so amazing that um, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh. Does that make sense? Like even yeah. if it went the other way. Right, right. And, well, and it builds your trust up too. Like you're trusting, you know, the Lord to be like, all right, like here's this idea. And, and I hope, you know, wanting to, to be blessed and, and putting yourself out there and, and being vulnerable about it, which is, yeah, scary. Yeah. Um, very scary. Yeah, well, and like even this for me, like um, I really wasn't one to – post on social media about my faith, I had always kind of thought, well, you know, I don't want to bother other people Mm -hmm. with sharing my faith on my social media account. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of had this realization in the last, you know, year and a half that we've been doing this that, you know, just because my faith is really personal doesn't mean that it should be private. Right. Um, And that's not for me. That's definitely someone else said that before. (laughs) And I like heard it in a podcast or something. (laughs) But I think I've really been trying to embrace that and to be more open in these last uh, year or so, uh, even just in conversations, you know, with friends or at work. And when you go, oh, yeah, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to church. Oh, yeah. And you go, yeah, like it's really important to me. And and being more... uh, open about my faith and what a part of my life that it is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love how too like even that in the every sacred Sunday like how much that starts conversations at church where people be like you know what what are you writing in or like why do you take notes about the homily and just being able to be like yeah like I go back on it and I meditated on it throughout the week and and being able to start really authentic conversations with people that you go to like go to church with like you're both there to worship God and, and just being able to connect with other people too yeah, exactly. I mean, Christy and I one time sat down and we were like, what does success look like mm-hmm. for, for every Sacred Sunday? And I remember she said, she's like, Cassie, you know, if one person sees this book and, and thinks it's beautiful and the beauty of it can draw them in and want them to start that conversation, which can then open the door to like Christ becoming a part of their life, right. that is that is success. Right. And that's so much more of a healthy, like balanced approach than approaching it with like success is selling this many copies or yeah. getting this recognition. Oh my goodness, oh. I would be so stressed out. Right, right. Because <laughs> then it becomes a numbers thing. And it's like, oh, like it's all the statistics and are we selling enough and are we doing enough? And this is just like, are we, you know, are we setting the stage for like someone to encounter Christ? And that's so much more yeah. of like a healthy approach to it. Yeah. And it's so easy to like forget that and get wrapped up in other stuff. Right. And so, I mean, 
I really do think that's why there's been so much of the Holy Spirit involved, both in the way people have been so supportive of this and like the comments people leave on our Instagram that are always really encouraging and positive mm-hmm. and that God kind of provided Christy to me and like me to Christy in a way that we can um, keep each other focused on that mm-hmm. and that the whole community has really stayed focused on on that, that the important thing is Christ. I love it. Uh, that's just really been uh, incredible to see. Right. With you and Christy working together, like you're two, two different women, you have two different sets of talents. And how was, how did that work? Like when you're designing the journal and putting it, putting the kickstart campaign together with you guys' talents, like complementing each other, what did that look like through the process? Yes. So, I mean, Christy and I are pretty much opposites (laughs) when it comes to like our strengths and and our our not so strengths. Like I cannot draw or paint for the life of me. So when Christy paints, like I remember times where Christy and I will kind of think about ideas for the paintings together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. oh, this could be a really cool theme or this and I'll draw something and I'm like, please excuse the fact that (laughs) this looks like a fourth grader drew it. No, but so to back to your question, um, I think the way that like Christy is so creative Mm -hmm. and then I'm really structured. Mm. So we both kind of took different tasks, you know, so for the book I did, like I laid out all the readings, like very detail oriented. And Mm -hmm. I worked with the different translation offices that we could get the like permissions to actually use the translation, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty meticulous process. Right. Um, whereas, you know, like Christy, of course, like she did all the artwork in the book. She does, um, pretty much all of our, like a lot of our social media, mm-hmm. like taking the photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she just has a wonderful eye for that. And so I, I think it really is that kind of, we complement each other, which has made it, uh, like we can take work off each other in certain ways. That's so good. I love it. And just like how like authentic friendship and like being able to balance this. And it's not like, oh, you know, you're not you're not good at this. So I'll just I'll carry the load. But like, no, like it's just like a sharing and people's strengths are able to come out. And that's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like complimentary. Yes. complimentary. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, of course, like there's a very big difference from being like a roommate and friends with someone mm-hmm. to all of a sudden having this big endeavor you're going in on right. together. Yeah. And I think we both have just learned along the way that, you know, we need to sit down and check in with each other first as a person yes (laughs) you know like how are you doing as a person and as my friend not like how is that painting coming along right right um and I've realized that that's like so important in so many facets of our lives that I hadn't really thought about you know like with family members or anyone that uh that how are you as a person is the very first question right right and not just being yeah it's just like being others focused and being person focused and being able to have that authentic that authentic interaction with somebody love it so usually I've heard a lot of friends say you know I don't I don't really enjoy going to mass because I'm bored or the mass is boring um how can every sacred Sunday encourage people to participate in the liturgy of the mass Mm -hmm. I mean so kind of how I guess we encourage people to use the book is to use it to read the readings beforehand Mm -hmm. so that when you hear the readings at mass it's not the first time you've heard them Right. right so that um, I think the first time you hear or read something, it's very much on a surface level mm-hmm. um, and that it takes sometimes hearing something again to start to make connections between the readings, you know, mm-hmm. between the Old Testament reading and the gospel. Like, why were these chosen to right. be in the same week? Um, and so I think just by reading beforehand, it makes it easier to be a little bit more engaged. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then I think the whole like, you know, mass is boring thing is, uh, you know, sure, maybe sometimes mass can be boring, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, um, I guess my mom used to always tell me growing up, you know, that we don't go to mass for ourselves. We mm-hmm. go to mass because Christ is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter how we feel about it. It's still, Christ is still there. Right. And so um, the feeling of being bored, I think, is often just a feeling. Yes. And that it doesn't uh, affect what's actually happening at Mass. Mm -hmm. And I think letting myself be a little easier on myself. Like, I don't need to feel like I'm having an emotional moment at every single Mass Mm -hmm. for it to be emotionally important in my life. Right, right. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Like, that... um, I think it's so easy to want to have these really high spiritual experiences all the time. Yep. And I think what's even more important is to be able to uh, try to connect spiritually, even when the feeling is like on that more just kind of ordinary, mundane type of day. Right. Right. And it just goes back to like, we go to mass because we, we want to love God and love like at the heart of it. It's not a feeling like it's a decision. And so there are some days that you'll go to mass when yeah, you're like, love oh, that. right. Oh my gosh. Like I love going to mass. This is the best thing that's ever happened. I can't believe Jesus is up there. And oh my gosh, I get to, you know, mm-hmm. like I got to go to daily mass this right. week. This is amazing. Right. <laughs> right. And then there'll be other days when you're like, you're dragging yourself there because you're like, I know I have to do this and it is not. And sometimes it won't be an easy decision. Sometimes it is a hard decision, but that make taking away that like like I feel this is like yeah that that may be true like absolutely like God gives us emotions for a reason, but at the heart and the core of it, love's a decision and like you get to choose to love to love and so yeah yep I completely agree. Um, you were much more succinct than I was. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can okay so this is kind of like a repetitive or like kind of a um a tag on question to the last but like. What's the main goal for those who journal with every Sacred Sunday? Or, like, how can they benefit from using the journal during Mass? Yeah. I think the main way from, like, journaling during Mass is just that um, we are going to forget the ways that God talks to us Mm -hmm. if we're not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take time to go back and reflect on it. Mm -hmm. So I really think, like, the main benefit of a book like Every Sacred Sunday is that If you take a note at Mass, say, in December of 2017, Mm -hmm. then in December of 2018, you can go back and flip through it and read through kind of like where you were spiritually and and what was hitting you at that point. And I think that that kind of can remind us of the different ways that God works in our life at different times. You know, like, oh, wow, this is really what hit me. God was speaking to me about this. Right. Right. Um, I think that would be really what I would see being one of the main benefits. Mm-hmm. I think even just like getting a chance to sit down and, and really take in all the readings too. Like um, there, in the scripture speaks section, a majority of the time when I look back on the, the weeks that I've journaled with every sacred Sunday, I'm pulling verses from the response oral Psalm. And I grew up, I grew up cantering and singing choirs. So I know responses and I, and, but when I see one, I'm like, oh, I know the melody of this. Or like, oh, I know what this one's going to sound like. And then I tune it out because it's just a song that I sing. And so having the ability to sit down and really delve into the response oral song has been really fruitful for me and something that I didn't expect. So yeah, it's, it's really beautiful to have the ability to just dig into all of the readings and have them all there. So I, yeah, highly recommend it. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Is there going to be 
or is there in the works or in the thoughts or praying about a 2018, 2019 every sacred Sunday? Do you guys think you're going to do one for next year as well? We are. We are super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Christy was actually, she just, she was running some errands in my side of town today and she stopped by my apartment, Mm -hmm. um, which I was very excited because like like I said, I I actually injured my shoulder a few days ago. Mm -hmm. So I've been a bit of a homebody Mm -hmm. and I was feeling stir crazy. So she stopped by and we looked through a bunch of different colors, starting to think about the cover for next year and just chatting through our ideas and, you know, what areas could we make some additions and what areas do we not want to touch, mm-hmm. uh, right. not want to change. <laughs> so it was really kind of, it's exciting to get in that creative stage again, because yeah. uh, kind of getting back into that frame of mind. Right, right. Yeah, you get to reap the benefits and fruits of the 2017-2018 and then just, yeah, get back to to creating and, and creating something new. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, and I never, like I said, I'm from a biology background. Mm-hmm. I never really thought that I was uh, a creative, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> it wasn't a title that I uh, associated myself with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been so cool working with Christy because she's really pushed me to see how I can be creative in ways that I hadn't realized. Right. You know, whether that was, uh, you know, picking the colors for the inside of the book or, you know, what, picking the font, things like that, that are kind of creative in a different way. Right. Uh, and I really just encourage anyone, you know, that we all, I think, have this little bit of creativeness or a lot of bit of creativeness in us. <laughs> yep. And that that desire to uh, put something out there that's beautiful, I think, is in all of us. Yes. And I like how you talked about, too, like, it may not look like, you know, what people automatically think of when they think of creative. Like, putting together readings and, and this book and the more of the logistical side of it, that's creativity. Like, that's creating something. It may not be watercolors which is someone else's strength in creativity but it's still like yeah it's that creative tapping into that creative aspect of of god the way god created us so Mm -hmm. beautiful so for listeners how can they find the journal and how can they interact with both you and christy on social media yeah so christy and i are at every sacred sunday Mm -hmm. um that's our handle on instagram and we're mostly active on instagram but we do also have a facebook page Mm -hmm. that's also every sacred sunday um, and please uh, say hi, check us out. We're excited that in 2018, we might be doing some like meetups or hangouts oh. or virtual. I don't know. We're just the community part of this has been so exciting for us. So mm-hmm. we're looking for more ways to really uh, tap into that and, and meet more people through that. Mm, I love um, and then for the book itself, we are currently selling the book at everysacredsunday.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sold out of the first batch, but we have a second batch that actually will be hot off the press on January 10th. Hey, that's coming up. So that's this, yeah, that's coming up. So we're really, really excited. Um, we can't wait. (laughs) Beautiful. Awesome. And this is the last question that I, that I love asking the women who come on the podcast. How has creating every sacred Sunday as a journal helped you to live out the feminine genius in your everyday life? That's such a good question. It's a heavy one. (laughs) I think, like, when I think about the way that it's helped me live out the feminine genius, I think it's that uh, Christy and I, through this, we really, both of us have been praying the rosary a lot and kind of feeling this devotion to Mary. Mm. And um, I think just all the ups and downs of the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't have any children mm-hmm. and this book almost felt like I had poured so much of, we had poured so much of ourselves <laughs> into it. Right. 
um, that we kind of had to rely on uh, other sources for, mm-hmm. you know, for us to be okay with putting it out there in the world. Yeah. And so just like kind of falling into the rosary as, you know, uh, the way that it can comfort you. And um, I think for me, just, yeah, being aware of the fact that it was okay to be scared and mm-hmm. to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to trust that we can do something that we don't feel qualified to do. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of having that mindset of Mary of just like saying yes, right? Uh, even when we didn't feel qualified or didn't know, you know, how do you print a book? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think just really embracing that, uh, that saying yes, when we didn't know. Right, right. Yeah. And that trust and, and that beauty of being able to rest in his plan for it. And yeah, just be open to it and receptive to his call. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Cassie. Thanks for for your time tonight thanks for thank you for your creativity and for creating this every sacred sunday and for all the hard work that you and christy put into it so thank you thank you of course thank you so much for having me chloe this is such a so much fun to chat with you thanks for listening you can find every sacred sunday's website and all their social media accounts on my blog oldfashionedgirlblog.com if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of letters to women this podcast is a great platform to reach out to other catholic women and tell them about your business You can send me an email at chloe.langer at gmail.com if you'd like to hear about our sponsorship options. Would you like to hear podcast episodes early and help me decide who to interview next for the show? Support Letters to Women on Patreon, and you can get exclusive access to the podcast. You can find more about that at patreon.com slash letters to women. And that's all I have for today. So know my prayers, have a blessed new year, and be not afraid.